Hey yo, welcome to the winner's circle. Polish your crown, here to optimize your workflow. That service now. This ain't your typical run-of-the-mill tech taco G's. We're the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question: Who the realest be? Unapologetic. If we said it, then we meant it. Foundation built on trust, authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way. Only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what's success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on, yeah. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. We're rolling now. How many episodes? <laughs> Almost a hundred episodes, and we still can't get this right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? Special episode today, Duke. Today we have some awesome people here from one of our favorite companies, Vivid Charts. Vivid Charts is one of my favorite companies. I had an awesome two years there helping them set up. One of my favorite apps in the ServiceNow ecosystem. I just can't wait to dig into this. With us on this episode, we have Rob Walsh, co-founder, and Ashley McGill, chief marketing officer. What a treat. Welcome, guys. Hey, so pumped to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're really pumped. All right. For those in the audience that haven't necessarily heard of VividCharts, Rob, why don't, you, why don't you tell us what VividCharts is all about? Yeah, so VividCharts is an in-platform application on the ServiceNow store, and we specialize in automated operational reporting directly out of the ServiceNow platform. So it's a very horizontal app. We've got use cases across the board. But at the end of the day, what we try and focus on is looking at reporting as an end-to-end workflow. Right? ServiceNow provides reporting out of the platform. They provide great analytics capabilities. But... Since we launched in 2018, we really found there's certain constraints that prevent customers from really getting an end-to-end automated reporting workflow, and that's what we focus our application around. End-to-end reporting workflow. Go ahead, elaborate a little bit more on that one, Rob. I I think having spoken to you about it before, I think it'd be really good information for the audience. Yeah, if you think about when a customer buys into the ServiceNow platform, the the single platform approach, single data model, they're going to have such a wide variety of apps and data types and workflows running through the platform at any given point in time. Part of that vision when they're buying into that platform approach is the promise of visibility and transparency to executives, stakeholders, external customers, many, many different personas throughout the organization, right? And across all these different personas, you're going to run into many different preferences, expectations, data needs, and expectations around the types of reports they're interested in, what they should look and feel like, and how they're delivered to them. And so when you start to unpack that and talk with customers, you start to hit some pretty real constraints in achieving satisfying that wide range of stakeholder expectations out of the platform. So again, while ServiceNow provides great reporting and analytics capabilities in the platform, there are so many situations where customers are having operational reviews, talking about data and analytics in meetings, and they don't have the data types and the report types that they need to actually facilitate these different interactions. So What VividCharts focuses on is identifying these constraints, mapping them to operational scenarios where you're presenting data, you're discussing data, you're distributing data, 
and providing new visuals and report types that close that end-to-end reporting workflow, not just self-service dashboards that you can click around and interact with on your own. Hey, Rob, I'm wondering if you could, like getting to brass tacks, who hurts the most for not having Vivid Charts? And how would they express that pain? Yeah, I think there's two lenses to look at that question. There is who is actually creating the reports, right? And what hurts for them and who's receiving the reports and what hurts for them. So if you think about who's receiving the reports, they're probably delivering a set of expectations, questions they want answers to, key strategic outcomes they're driving towards, and they want reports and data to back them up in that process, right? How do we drive towards these outcomes? We want these questions answered, right? So give me data and reporting that helps us with that, right? So that takes us to the report builders who have to figure out a way to make that happen, right? And when you start to hit the constraints and trying to figure out what are the best ways we can deliver on that set of requirements for the end audience, that's where it starts to get pretty painful where if you have a set of requirements that you can't achieve in the ServiceNow platform, where do we go? We go to places like Excel, PowerPoint that are easy to wield. They're tools we're familiar with. So we have a lot of flexibility there and we can maybe deliver on the requirements, but it takes an immense amount of work and exploration to actually put it all together, right? And if you achieve that in Excel, in PowerPoint, you might've just signed up for that chore to take place on a monthly basis if that audience wants it every single month. So there's pain on the the receiving side where they have to wait until that report builder or data analyst can actually put what they're asking for together, right? And they wanna make decisions on demand. And then there's pain in who is actually going out and figuring out how do we deliver on this set of requirements? And that's the time suck, right? So if you, you know, look at an automated end-to-end reporting workflow, if we can make that process easier for the builder, allow them to deliver on the requirements in a quicker, more efficient way, but also have it in platform so that once they've built it, it's there on demand in an automated fashion whenever that audience wants it. That's what I talk, or or that's what I mean when I say end-to-end reporting workflow. We automate that manual work for the builder and then make it available on demand for the the end customer. Do you mind if I just give an example from my time at Vivid Charts? I'd love that. Okay, so it's like getting right to specifics. I remember I worked in ITBM consulting, or SPM now, I guess, project and portfolio management for a couple of years before I started Vivid Charts. And I just remember how much crazy work it was to do project status reports. And we know that there's a project status report tool in service now. And it's, you know, it's okay, but that's the hard limit. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Right. Sorry. But I'm not waking up early to play with it. And so what happens is the project managers typically like run a bunch of separate reports in service now, and then copy and paste those into PowerPoint so that they can put their own branding and stuff around it. You can't understate the branding because some of these PMOs are talking to people outside the organization. And what is it going to look like to see this? You know, I mean, the, the whole like, okay, service now interface for the project status report, which is a definitive bias for internal stakeholders. 
servers. So the problem was the right kind of data wasn't on the immutable ServiceNow project status report. And you couldn't brand it, so you couldn't show it outside the organization. What a waste of time for the people who actually reported outside the organization. So with Vivid Charts, they built a solution using all the Vivid Charts components, nothing super special, to basically make a fully brandable, configurable project status report. And it was awesome. I don't know if I could ask how much of the sales pipeline is, is that thing alone, Rob, but it was really successful. But it goes to just underscore how good the app is. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the pipeline, project status is a big component within that. But what what's interesting about what's happened since we've, you know, we took that use case, right? Exactly how you described, you get a precision control over the, the data points that you want on your status report. You get precision control over the aesthetics and branding so it matches your corporate standard. And then you can automate and distribute in a way that makes sense for whoever you're serving it up for, right? If it's C-suite or if they're outside of the organization, like you mentioned. And what's interesting, after we you know, started rolling that use case out with different PMOs, we started to get a pretty natural set of questions around applying that same concept, but across many other record types, right? So within SPM, you've got program status reporting. You've got demands that you might want to summarize in a very concise business case format that's easy to review and discuss. You might have portfolio steering committees that are meeting and looking at both single project status reports, but also need aggregate level portfolio information in the presentation. So it's really organically grown where we've taken that concept, applied it to different record types, and then also combined it with some of the other report types we do for automated slide decks and dashboarding to really give PMOs and, and ITSM teams and other teams in the platform a wide range of reporting tools to meet these many different expectations that they have from stakeholders. Yeah. And if I could add a little bit to what Rob just said, I love the portfolio steering committee deck use case, specifically because at some of these large companies leveraging ServiceNow, you know, enterprise companies leveraging ServiceNow, they can have five, six, seven upwards of that steering committees that meet every month. And each of those decks needs to look slightly different. Each of this, those stakeholder sets look slightly different. Sometimes those are individual PMOs who are reporting out on their actual portfolio. Sometimes it's the same portfolio, but they have a different set of stakeholders who need to see different types of information. And the expectation is that it's all going to be in a slide deck, right? Some of those stakeholders who need that information may not be in service now regularly. They may be unfamiliar with how to build reports, with how to navigate it. And ultimately, those people want to consume that information in a presentation. And so the ability to automate that slide editor, that slide UI directly in the platform and eliminate the need of exporting information external to the platform only to manipulate for additional chart types in Excel or actually spend time formatting those PowerPoints. Those portfolio managers, those program managers can spend more time actually managing what matters, which is their projects, right? And build better business outcomes, but still ensure that the organization is getting the information they need in a timely and sort of aesthetically pleasing manner. You had me at slides. Yeah. <laughs> slides are a big deal. You spend a lot of time formatting slides, you know, and it's, yeah. 
been accepted for a long time. And I think that the the turning point for companies that are paying the amount of money they pay to have these giant service now instances, if you are spending all of that time making sure that your data is up to date and correct in service now, mm-hmm. shouldn't the reward be automatic slide deck creation with that data once you've taken the time to set up the template, obviously? I mean, I certainly think so. We shouldn't be asking them to swivel chair into multiple different programs to get that presentation that they need. Amen. <laughs> the first thing that catches my ear when I've uh, listened to both now you and Rob Ashley is the in-platform aspect of this. And like Rob pinged on slides, I pinged when you said reduce time in Excel because <laughs> the Excel is not my favorite t- place to spend my time. And like you mentioned, if you're able to recapture that time and spend more of it in service. Now, not only does it help you in your reporting aspects and your dashboarding, things of that nature, but having clean data in service now helps drive all your processes in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the clean data is a really important point to call out on that, Corey. And when we think about automating presentation or reporting outputs, it creates a much better and more aligned incentive to keep the data up to date and current in the platform. Right? If you're a project manager out there and you're having to produce your report that you're needing for stakeholders off of the platform, it's, a, it's an incentive problem. You might not go in and actually update the data in service. Now you might forget to do it or just neglect it altogether. So when you automate that output from the system, you actually incentivize adoption of the platform, the processes, and good data quality as a result. Absolutely. If you make getting the value contingent on the data being clean in ServiceNow, right? Like all of a sudden you notice that more people are using ServiceNow and that's the oh, that's one of the ultimate outcomes that you want out of any ServiceNow implementation anyway. So Vivid Charts is really kind of that the situation where you can sometimes look at it as the end of the pipeline, the presentation to to management part of the pipeline, but it's really driving the very beginning of the pipeline too, right? Like the use of ServiceNow, the clean data, the more time spent there and less time spent in other applications. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll, I'll tee the Duke up on this one. I know he preaches outcomes and when he talks about reporting, he's really upfront about when you're building a reporting program, right? Put outcomes at the front of it. What questions do you want it to answer? And when you get very prescriptive on that piece, that's where we tie in our automated operational reporting. If we know the questions we want answered, we know the precise data points format of the report we want generated, that's where you get a lot of power out of the automation. And it's aligned to the, you know, the key outcomes and decisions you want to drive in the process. So Robert, I think in our conversations in the past, that's been a consistent theme. And, and I think it's only proven more true the more we put Vivid Charts out there in different use cases. Most definitely. Like in my mind, there's there's really three personas that do reporting, right? And when you think about when somebody buys any feature in service now, it's usually some top end stakeholder who is the buyer, right? And they make the decisions. But that person is rarely like in service now. Right. They pass it down to somebody more operational to A, get the deployment done and then B, do the work. And so most of the reports that we see are for what I call operators. Uh, And operators are the people who do the work and they just need to know what's the next best thing for me to work on for this process to succeed. They aren't looking at the big picture, you know, the big, 
you know, the big line graph that should move up or down depending on our preferences. They're just looking at what's the next best task. And then sometimes you have an analyst layer in there that says, are we or aren't we getting closer? But it rarely goes all the way up to what I call the stakeholder. And like the person who's going to make decisions based off of the outcomes that we should be reporting on, right? We have these indicators moving up, these indicators moving down. How shall we spend our very limited managerial energies? We can't just say move everything up. We can't do that. We have to be judicious with our energy. And the one thing I always loved about Vivid Charts was that finally that stakeholder layer has a reason to be in service now. The PA dashboards are way too difficult. They're way too mechanically in-depth. Vivid Charts can give them a simplified, branded interface that's way easier to build using the same kind of PA components, the same ServiceNow data, and they can have it on their desk whenever you want, even in slideshow form. Sorry, I totally ranted on you, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great rant. I'm glad you did. And I I think everything you're outlining is, is so true in what we hear with customers on a weekly basis as we're talking with them, right? We've talked a lot about different personas, different stakeholders, and that comes with different expectations and needs. So while ServiceNow, again, provides really great operational reporting, analytic solutions where you can go in-depth layer into layer of the data. When you got to surface that up and really tell a story with it, that's the gap. And that's where VividCharts being in the ServiceNow platform becomes so powerful because we can get to all of that data, whether it's standard table data, whether it's performance analytics data, right? We can get to all of that data, but put the nice polished front end to it that suits these different audiences. And another point this brings up for me as we talk about this is we push this idea of freeing your ServiceNow data, democratizing your ServiceNow data. You shouldn't have to go through a bottleneck or a funnel of operators who have to build re- reports on demand for you, or you know, you're only seeing that information monthly because that's when something's being exported from the platform and being served up to decision makers. You actually now have the ability to make decisions in real time because you always have access to it. And to your point, Rob, in a platform, in a, in a digestible format, such as a slide deck, while still driving people to service now. I'll tell you what I just loved about what you just said. So make decisions in real time, right? Due, due to having constant access to that data. When I'm working with my clients, one of the things that is always the struggle is helping management make those real time decisions often because the data that they're working with is old, right? Like we've mentioned, right? Somebody's exported it to Excel and now they're doing some kind of manipulation or someone's exported it and they've, and they've taken the data and doing something in PowerPoint. And by the time it works its way through all the different layers of management and gets to whatever meeting that it's going to be presented in, it's weeks old typically, right? And so you don't even know now if you're making the decision based on what is now, you only know that you're making a decision about a snapshot in time that might no longer be relevant. You know, and that's extremely um, important when you're doing resource management and you're thinking about, okay, how do I knock this queue down, right? Like, do I, I have, you know, a little bit more budget? Do I bring in more people so that we can knock down this backlog or something else? But the backlog might already be gone by the time you're reviewing that data with the vivid charts, right? Like that gets rid of that process. You always know where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And that 
We talk a lot about enabling agile, what I call agile strategic planning. It's been a buzzword in the digital transformation world for a couple of years now. And so this idea that an annual planning model, an annual strategy planning model is outdated. And if you can't be more nimble than that, you're not gonna win in the marketplace anymore. So why are we always reporting on and consuming stale data? If the idea is to get to the root of the problem as quickly as possible, you brought up resource management, which I think is super important as well. It's hard enough to manage resources, especially at a large company, when you're looking at stale data all the time. So all these things lead back to the ability to promote agile planning within your organization and be as nimble as possible. Absolutely. So a little earlier, we talked about the, the personas of reporting and my model for doing reporting, but I think that is interesting segue to some really cool event that Vivid Charts has coming up. Ashley, do you want to talk to us about the upcoming digital conference? Yeah, definitely. I can take the beginning of that. So we have a digital conference coming up on October 12th, next Thursday, called Real Time. The idea is that exactly what we've just been talking about, our goal as Vivid Charts as a company, our mission statement really, is to bring people as close to their service now data as possible. You are getting updates, your reports to your data, to your decision making in real time. As soon as that data is live in service now and you've re refreshed your reporting uh, outlook, you can instantly see that data in a format that's been built for you um, by your report builders in the organization. We have been thrilled with the uh, willingness of people in the ServiceNow community to participate in this and to come and speak on our behalf on the importance of reporting data visualizations, how people consume information that comes out of ServiceNow. So we've got a couple independent experts like yourself that we're really excited to have. And I would love if you talk about your session a little bit when I'm done. We've got two ServiceNow product managers who specialize in process mining and analytics to come speak about those. And we have four customer stories for people who have taken Vivid Charts in a variety of different functional areas and really seen a huge upswing in the amount of productivity and efficiency that they see in those areas that they've automated that reporting. You free up so many resource hours. In fact, we have some really great resource calculators, if anybody's interested, and exactly how many resource hours and what that translates to into cost, resource cost, at the end of the year that you're reclaiming. And these are not small numbers. These are numbers in the hundreds of thousands up to a million dollars a year, right? In resources wow. you're saving by automating that reporting so people can get back to the business of driving results. That's what next week's conference is all about. It's all about building that ServiceNow community around data and analytics and why it's so important, highlighting obviously the areas that VividSharps helps people accomplish those goals, but then also creating a network of people who are willing to share and educate, right? And sort of move the process forward. Corey said the M word. Uh, <laughs> Millions. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. This is a huge, huge, I like it. I don't it's understand crazy, why. Right? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like why um, I, I can't understand why not everyone is actually subscribed here to Vivid Charts, right? Because when you start to think about it, right? And everything you just said, that value, that recapturing all that time that you're spending now on mm -hmm. doing something that you've probably normalized because businesses have normalized this data-driven reporting kind of process over time where it's just going to take this amount of time and you're just going to have to use these five different applications and somebody's just going to have to spend four days on a deck, right? And we've all normalized that and it's just kind of a fact of life. And what you're saying is that's all wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> you have to be the expectation, you know, and just to give a throw out a couple more numbers that help you get to that million dollar figure. If you're a company that has 500 active projects and the people you have building reporting are expensive resources, think project managers, service now, highly trained personnel, think about what they cost an hour. And to your point, it takes one project manager four days to build one deck that they've got to do every month. Think about the, the project managers who have to report on their projects weekly. Think about how much time it takes them over the course of a year. So those numbers add up really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, are they doing anything other than building a deck? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I mean, it, t- it takes away from their key thing, which is project management. And that requires a lot of time attention, in case nobody's noticed before. <laughs> yeah, but make or break like, projects. What I love about this is it just I, so many times I just like I've been griping about this for uh, almost two decades, even before my service now life. It's just like you deploy a tool and like item number seven on the scope of work is do reporting, and that's all the line says before it goes into like do documentation. It's just and what it ends up being is this gigantic afterthought, and what that ends up being is just like. Every few days, you're the admin of the tool, and somebody says, "Oh, I just I need this, but I need this list of of tickets by priority." And then three days later, it's like, "No, I don't need it by priority. I need it by category." And they just can't understand why they yeah. don't get what they want because they're not looking at the big picture. Um, but sorry, Ashley, can you tell us when this event is and how oh, the people? Yeah. Let me just do the quick rundown of exactly what we're talking about. So. Sure. We're doing six hours for this digital conference, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Thursday, October 12th. It's all free to attend. There are 14 sessions that compromise three different tracks for all different types of stakeholders. We want everybody to feel welcome and feel like there's content that they can get value out of. So we've got a technical track where we're going to do two workshops that are being hosted by our internal VividCharts Charts ServiceNow developers. One of them is being hosted by Rob Walsh himself. We're going to be in the tool actually building and showing people how to get to some end results um, that we think they'd really like to see within their own organization. Then we have a process track. So think workflow, think mid-manager level value, right? Like I've still got hands-on keyboard trying to figure out how to build these things, but maybe I'm not the person who's actually figuring out what tables to pull from, et cetera. I'm focused on outcomes. And then we've got the strategic track. So that's going to be for decision makers, for executives. People are typically only consuming the reporting, but they're often the people signing the check for ServiceNow, right? The instance itself. So we want to make sure people understand, you know, you've spent all this time and investment and resources to get your ServiceNow in instance up and running, get everybody trained on it. Now, what are you doing with that data? Well, you're not the one personally that's going to be managing it. You should care because it's going to help drive your ServiceNow adoption. It's going to make the product stickier within the organization. And it's going to make your implementation look that much better because you've figured reporting out as you're going into it as opposed to an afterthought. So yeah, 14 sessions, six hours. We're going to have a fun happy hour at the end with some ServiceNow trivia, be able to win some prizes. And again, just a whole host of dynamic speakers, both vivid charts and external, and we're really excited about it. And I think, Corey, you, you use the term, this has been normalized in organizations, this way of reporting. And what's really great about this event, in my opinion, is you're going to hear from your peers that that doesn't have to be the case. They're going to show you, hey, we did it, and here's how we did it, right? And that's really the spirit of the ServiceNow community at large. And part of why it's been such a successful platform is because the community shares their success stories for others to learn from. So 
Again, we're really excited to have some great customers presenting. CDW, their managed service uh, provider team is going to be presenting on automated customer-facing reporting. We're going to have GlideFast presenting on automated customer-facing status reporting. Uh, we're going to have leaders from the Teradata and Signet PMOs talking about how they've operationalized automated reporting within their PMOs. And all of these people are your peers and they've done it with our help. They've done it with their internal resources. So I think it is really going to be a great event to learn, but also to, to really connect the dot to where the way you're doing it today isn't the way that you maybe should be doing it. And taking the leap isn't as difficult as you might think it is. Yeah, that's great. One of the sessions that they really caught my eye, Rob, um, Rob and Ashley, is Vivid Charts versus PowerPoint, the heavyweight oh, yeah. report bill showdown. Oh, nice. Who's doing that? Uh, Ksenia, our director of customer success, is nice. going to be the main speaker on that one. And so the idea is she's going to take a desired outcome, a uh, report that she wants to build with ServiceNow data. She's going to pre-record herself doing it in PowerPoint versus setting it up in a Vivid Charts template in the platform. And then we're going to play them side by side. And she's going to provide commentary on how much easier it is and the things that you're missing when you think you're being efficient in PowerPoint. So that one's going to be really fun. I love this. I love this. This, this is this right here. This session is going to illustrate like all the value right there that Vivid Charts brings to the table, right? Because you're going to see immediately like how much better it is to do things in vivid charts than it is to do it in powerpoint and i'm microsoft certified i've been in it for a long long time right like i do not like powerpoint i am not a fan of excel right so i'm definitely in in the audience of yes move it all to service now move it to vivid charts let's do everything there let's leave these kind of relics of the past behind especially if you've already if the data is already in service now I'm looking very forward, very much forward to this. In addition to our very own uh, Duke session about building ServiceNow reporting program that matters. Duke, you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, sure. I guess the thing that I am most passionate about is everything everything that happens before you realize the genius of Vivid Charts. Right, going from that stage of air quotes do reporting to making a solution that actually matters, that actually moves the needle. I can't even calculate the amount of money that has been spent on ServiceNow that hasn't even at the start, at the start, talked about what outcomes do we expect are going to improve. Yes. I take like nine out of 10 customers that just say, okay, we got to implement ITSM. If you ask them, what outcomes does incident, manage, incident management provide? And how do you know it's working? Like how many out of 10, Corey, do you think would just stare blankly back at you? Uh, nine out of 10. Nine yeah. out of 10 right. and, just, and it's approved. I, I, would, I would agree. And so it's like somebody has to care about building a solution that matters. And that's what I love about the ServiceNow ecosystem. Everybody's baller, right? They're just like, oh my goodness, finally an, a lever that I can use to up my career. I can slay some dragons with this tool, look like a hero, and that gets me to the next stage of my life. So I'm banking on the people who want to slay dragons will listen to this story, will listen to this lecture that teaches you how to actually build a reporting paradigm and transition from just being that poor SOB that's got to listen to like the next different way somebody wants a list view grouped, going from just these ad hoc reports by the dozen to 
building a program, a reporting program that takes whole solutions from deployment to the visualization of, wow, this is working well. This was money well spent. Or, or we're not getting the value yet. And here's where it's going wrong. Yes. Or did that answer the question? I'm not sure. I kind of ranted there a bit, but. No, no, absolutely. Right. And I'm going to take this a little bit to a meta level and talk about the outcomes of building a reporting program around outcomes. And one of, and that main comments that you get, a, you end up with a ServiceNow platform in an instance that is more helpful to the business than it's ever been before. And that's one of the things that we're seeing now in, the, in this industry kind of writ large is that a lot of folks have been ServiceNow customers now for quite a while, and they're starting to get to that point where they're, they're looking to get more out of the platform, more out of the instance, right? And they don't necessarily know where to go or, or where to look, right? And I'm looking at how VividCharts can actually provide, help provide that direction on how to take that ServiceNow program to the next level. Yeah. Like, I guess part of what inspires it is like 17, 18 years ago when I was at a company and we weren't using, we we're using magic. Hey, Corey, you know, magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, weren't using, we weren't using ServiceNow. And every single week, one group manager would be like, I need you to tweak this report for me. It's my good morning. Here's what we have to worry about report. And God help them all. They were all legit trying to, at least they were reaching out to reporting and saying, here's how I need to improve the performance of my team. But it was like 20 of these people, tw over 20 like individual group managers, all like with their own separate morning like hit list report. Yep. Each of them were getting some parts right, but nobody was seeing big picture stuff. And I was so like, I just, I just spent so much time on it. So much time. And then, you know, we had crystal reports in magic, right? Yep. Crystal reports. Oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred having vivid charts, but crystal reports was nice. And I just decided, I took a whole bunch of time off hours. I built a beautiful single crystal report that took the best ideas of everybody and put it on one chart. And it showed them, here's the, your super mega ultras that you got to worry about or everybody's fired, right? Here's other stuff you might be interested in. Here's some lightweight trending. And it was just game breaking. They were so amazed by it, but I didn't get there from nothing. I had to really think about what makes a good report, a good report. And, you know, I, I moved a gigantic mountain with that. I don't know where I'm going with this, but essentially it's just, <laughs> if you want to go from somebody who's just filing ad hoc reports to being the driver of other teams, being super satisfied with being able to build their own case, you know, for anything, here's why we're doing awesome. Here's where we're lacking extra managerial energy or resources. You can't do that with a whole ton of forethought. And I'm going to teach you the forethought. I just did a whole second pitch. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's my podcast, so I don't feel sorry. <laughs> so one of the questions that I, that I wanted to ask is, how did you all decide to throw a digital conference, right? This doesn't seem to me like something that you do on a whim, nor does it seem to be something that is a small endeavor. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, how you woke up one day and said, you know what, we should do a digital conference. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great question. Well, I mean, the first thing I'll say is obviously our whole product 
positioning proposition is built around efficiency, right? And being able to do things digitally and in real time. So I feel like it really played into kind of our core mission and what we're after when we talk about the value that we provide our customers. But really, I think the impetus goes back to knowledge in May. Um, It's my first time attending ServiceNow's Knowledge Conference in May. We brought a large team. We got a ton of value out of it simply because you gather all of these really amazing people on the ServiceNow community in one space. But I was really blown away with the level of speakers that they were able to pull in and have speak on a variety of different topics. And as much as we were there to build brand awareness and show people why Vivid, you know, why and how Vivid Charts could help them in their business, it was also great to sit on some of those sessions and just learn a ton. And so as a business, we are really focused on providing value back to the community. And I felt like what a low tension way to get a bunch of people together and continue to build the ServiceNow community and position Vivid Charts in the center of it than to have this digital conference where we get all these amazing people together who are going to speak on different topics and provide a ton of value to our current and hopefully future customers, right? To your point, it's not a small endeavor, but it has absolutely been a labor of love. And I just think that the gains from it will continue far beyond the event. There's going to be so much content that we're going to be able to put out into the world to help people learn how to better utilize their ServiceNow data. It just will continue to give back, I believe, long after the conference. Yeah, I'll be honest. Go ahead. Let me start that over. I'll be honest. This is the first digital conference that I'm actually looking forward to. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, like most of the times uh, you go to a digital conference or you or one attempts to put one of these things on and the level of content versus um, it, it, it just doesn't seem like they've thought through, thought it through in the way that you all have. This feels very cohesive. It feels like you have something for everyone, no matter what part of uh, their career they're in or what type of career they're in. And I feel like it's going to answer a lot of questions around not only vivid charts, but reporting and outcomes related to reporting and why all of this matters. Yeah. I mean, those are such thoughtful compliments, two cliches that come to mind. One is content is king, right? It's really easy, especially as a marketer, to get preoccupied with how things look and how you're presented and positioned. And yes, of course, I care about those things. But if the content wasn't going to be good, people weren't going to come. And then the other cliche is that a rising tide lifts all boats, right? I think I got that right. And and simply that means as we all learn together and grow in our understanding of how best to utilize ServiceNow, obviously, hopefully VividCharts wins in terms of showing people the value that comes with not letting your ServiceNow reporting be an afterthought. But it also just helps to educate people, to your point, at any area of their, any stage of their career, as far as ServiceNow goes, to better educate themselves on these topics. So we are really thrilled. All right, we are at 40 minutes of record. Rob, Ashley, any last words for the audience? Register for real time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a party. Yeah, so where can we find it? We'll put the links in the in the description below and also wherever you see this posted on social media. So we'll show both the links for the real time event. And Ashley, if you could also send me the resource calculators you were talking about earlier, we'll sure. put that in the description below. I will say that if you head to vividcharts.com, it's the first thing you're going to see. There's a banner at the top of every single one of my web pages right now with a link to take you directly to register. So if you don't want to go searching for other links, it's a really easy way to find it. Awesome. All right. I guess we're going to end it here. Rob, Ashley, such a pleasure. Thank you for making time for us. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for having us. This was a blast. That was amazing. Really, really appreciate it. Optimize your workflow. That service now.
This ain't a difficult front of the mill. Set top goals, these were the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question. Who the realest be? Unapologetic. If we said it, then we meant it. Foundation build on trust, authentic, so it's offended. Better make way, only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Ah, uh, what's accept? I'll let you win on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Tough out. Yeah. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. CJ and the Dukes. What's that? Huh? Service. Now. Come on. Yeah. I said welcome to the winner's circle. Yes. Yes.